0: It's Thursday, so you know what that means. NFL crossover. We'll talk to Aaron Freeman of the Locked On Falcons and talk to him about the matchups. We'll get into the, the minutia of the game. Also talk about some of the trends that we see with both the Falcons and the Browns. Keep it locked right here. It is NFL crossover here on the Locked On Browns Network. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: It is crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Cleveland Browns and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we were just talking here before we actually kick things off. It's been four years, um, and it seems so much it seems like it was so close but yet so long ago. Jeff Lloyd, host of Lockdown Browns, Garrett Bush, host of the Lockdown Browns, Mr. Aaron Freeman, host of the Lockdown Falcons podcast. Uh, we're going to get sit it down here, talk a little bit about the matchups this week. Um we're going to get in a little bit some of the biggest stories of each team here. Uh the 2 and 1 Browns, the 1 and 2 Falcons coming off a West Coast win here. Um Questions about, you know, I think the game should be okay, but we are talking about a hurricane, so stuff gets a little bit crazy here. It's going to be a fun, fun matchup this week, Um, and we're going to kick it off here. I'll start go right into it as far as the biggest stories. You know, um, for me, Aaron, I look at this team, and, like, what you're looking for as far as skill talent, you know, you're looking for top players around. Drake London, um, and I think this is where everybody got confused, There was no testing. So when there's no testing, people can try to display or build up their own narratives about what a player is, and he isn't. Drake London looks the part. Um, I think for Pitts, it's just been a little bit of more just trying to find a way to get the quarterback the right fit. Cordero Patterson, are you stinking kidding me for what he's doing after all these years in his league? Um, Highest uh, yards per carry in the NFL currently. Um, so some thoughts there on those guys, uh, of course, you know, as this team transitions and then maybe just a, you know, a thought or two on the quarterback position, because similar to some other teams in this league, you know, you brought in a veteran, but you brought in a rookie. And here we are yet to week four, and it's still going to be the vo- uh, the veteran, you know, leading this offense.
2: Yeah, it's uh, been an f- interesting run for the Falcons so far in uh, these first three weeks of the other 2022 season. And when you look at some of these weapons that the Falcons have had and these guys getting off to some pretty promising starts, although, you know, the fantasy football community was pretty upset with the relatively slow start for Kyle Pitts in those first two weeks, but seemed to get things back on track in week three. And Drake London has looked the part as the team's sort of number one wide receiver and the top wide receiver drafted. The quarterback situation, you know, Mariota has been solid uh, for the most part. There's probably a little too many ups and downs. Uh, For Falcon fans taste, you know, I I termed it the Mariota coaster, uh, you know, a a couple of weeks ago where it's just kind of you have to kind of live with those ups and downs as he kind of knocks off this rust so far. And I think it all sort of heads for this weekend's matchup where you're just trying to figure out if the Falcons are for real. Right. Um, And, you know, they're coming off their first win of the season after two very, very uh, hard fought and close losses in weeks one and two to the Saints and, and Rams. But they beat the Seahawks again, another close game. It's nice to see this team being competitive uh, against some of these quality opponents that they are facing so far this year. They'll get another one in the Browns um, this weekend, which was not the case a year ago, starting in 2021, where basically they were beating up on or not beating up, but barely winning against bad teams and and basically being not competitive at all against some of the better teams they face in their schedule. Um, and so I think this Browns team is really going to be a great litmus test to sort of see if the Falcons can build off of that to get their second win of the season to possibly in a row. Because I look at this Browns team, you know, they're not necessarily an elite football team, but I think under Kevin Stefanski, they've become a very competent team. I, uh, you know, he seems like a well-respected coach. I'm sure the people in in Cleveland may perceive it differently because, you know, hometown fans always sort of see things a little bit differently <laughs> than the outsiders do. But Stefanski's brought stability to an organization that really has sorely lacked it for the last 20 years. And I think the Falcons are trying to follow that, you know, suit with that with Arthur Smith here in Atlanta. And, you know, obviously the Falcons haven't necessarily had, uh, you know, instability the um, for, you know, as long as Cleveland has had. But certainly these last couple of years didn't turn out quite the way that Atlanta had drawn it up, where it seemed like they were one of the up and coming teams, you know, not that long ago. Um, and, you know, ever since that Super Bowl loss, it just seems to be pointing down. And it's just, you know, can Arthur Smith sort of, you know, right the ship? And, and so far, uh, starting out this 2022 season, even though the Falcons are one it two, things look pretty good.
0: You know, um, you know, Aaron, I, I look at it like this. Um, you just said something that really, um, I think, true. Sure, I can't, but I can't really believe that, you know, at one point in time, you go from Matt Ryan being MVP. You go from them being in the Super Bowl and being, them being up all those points uh, against the New England Patriots, and then all of a sudden, you are here where you are now. So to me, I, I think that's one of the things that shows you uh, in an NFL that you could be at one place at one time, and then in a couple of years, you could be on the other side uh, of the barrel, so to, so to speak, in, in terms of what you are viable viability as contenders. Um, you know, that is just how quickly things change. And I look at this team, um, and the Falcons are rebuilding, but I think they're doing, you know, their new thing. Like before the Cleveland Browns, we really tanked. Like, you know, there was years Jeff was doing this podcast and we went through the one in 31 one era, uh, with Hugh Jackson, uh, you know, th- those teams were unbearable <laughs> to watch. They, I mean, it just, it just was what it was. I mean, it, it, it probably either killed off half the fan base early or gave them health problems because it was just so hard to be a Browns fan even where your colors, when you was tearing it down to the studs, I think Atlanta's doing a, a, a rebuild, but they're doing it on the run. So to speak, Marcus Mariota is a, uh, you know, a quarterback who can move a little bit. He's a former um, top five pick. And, and I think, you know, he has some things that he can do to, to make it tough on the defense as far as using the, the read option and using an extended plays. And then they got one and got Kyle Pitts. And, and now Drake London, who, um, looks to be every every part of a stud. So now they're trying to rehabilitate it, and you 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 catch lightning in a bottle with Cordell Patterson. And for me, is how, how did how, how did they have the foresight of just putting Cordell Patterson at running back, and it just worked. How you know when you first saw it in Atlanta, were you guys thinking like, come on man, this is crazy. He's a receiver at running back. Yeah, it was it was it was unexpected.
2: You know, a lot lot of uh, sort of uh, hindsight says, "Oh, like we we all saw it coming." Like "Mm, I don't think anybody really saw it coming. I don't think the (laughs) Falcons really saw it coming because, like, a lot of people that summer, last summer, were questioning the running back depth after Mike Davis, and they brought in Wayne Gallman right before the season, Um, and so that kind of told you that the team wasn't one hundred percent sold that you know Cordero Patterson would become the player that he was last season. Um, but, you know, the, the thing that the Falcons, you know, their story now is that like they had a lot of coaching coaches from that Chicago Bears staff from that Matt Nagy staff that came over and those guys were, you know, basically pounding the table for Cordero Patterson and it's paying off for this team right now, like with their running game and he's kind of the secret sauce to their offense. He's the foundation of their offense. That ability to run the football is really what's opening up so many other things for this offense. And I'm sure, you know, Browns fans are very familiar with that with uh, Nick Chubb and and what he brings to the table for that team. Um, You know, I'm I'm very curious from your guys' perspective, what is sort of the big story this week? I imagine a lot of it is revolving uh, around, you know, Miles Garrett's availability and uh, some of the injury issues that the Browns are dealing with so far early in the season.
1: Oh, there's no question. Um, and it's been a rocky week here. Um, you know, Monday, you know, and you know, we, Browns had played Thursday, so you know, by Monday, you know, we were kind of taxed out. It was like, all right, you know, we did our pod, we can kind just you know, lay low in the weeds, you know, catch up a little bit. You know, Garrett's married, I got a family, and then all of a sudden, here it was like four o'clock. It was like, oh no, Miles Garrett <laughs> was in a car accident, we know, you know, and it was like, it's like, man, can we ever just turn it off? Um, you know. But you know, fortunately for the Browns, everything seems like it, it's turned out pretty well on that avenue. I mean, as far as when you say, you know, anybody was in a car accident and the car rolled over. And then you find out, hey, it's a couple of sprains and some cuts and bruises and some scrapes. It's like, well, OK, fantastic. Um, but the Browns have always been cautious. And this is one thing, one thing Garrett and I talk about. Under this Stefanski-Barrer regime, there's been times where guys were probably good enough to go on a Sunday. And the Browns said, you want to know what? You know, I'd rather you 100 percent next week than maybe you 80 percent this week um, to even fathom the thought process that, you know, Miles Garrett was in a car that flipped over once, twice. We don't even know. Um, And they're going to let him go out there six days later. It seems kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie. I know they're providing all the great lip service right now as far as, you know, he's not out. And, you know, you got to do the dance. You got to do the dalliance, of course. Um, So we'll see the way it plays out. But then he gets to the linebacker position. You know, it's one thing to lose Anthony Walker for the season. You know, when he was a guy that was kind of like, you know, the big brother of the room, you know, everybody, you know, was getting better through Anthony Walker as far as due diligence, how to play the game, what you needed to do. But then, you know, now he's gone. But now you lose the guy who was potentially your best linebacker. And we don't know where Jeremiah Usakoromoa is as far as his injury, whether or not he'll be able to go this week. Um, and for him, it's an opportunity to go play a game closer to home. So then you get to now Jacob Phillips, former LSU guy. And look, we got faith in Jacob Phillips. We think he's a player. Um, But, you know, every time it seemed like the Browns were ready to lean on Jacob Phillips is when something happened and he got hurt or COVID and missed time. Um, Then you have Tony Fields, another backup linebacker. But the Browns right now are in a spot where, you know, on the roster, they have three healthy defensive ends and four healthy linebackers. Um, That's a tough spot to be in when we're about to, you know, go play a game in four days.
0: Oh, look, look, to me, I think the injuries are the huge part. Um, you know, what is the game plan now against a, a, a mobile quarterback in Marcus Mariota where you don't have Jadavion Clowney or possibly don't have him? You possibly are going to be without uh, Miles Garrett. You got JOK, who's a little banged up as well. You don't know what the, uh, you, you know, the prognosis is on him. So now the guys that are your most athletic guys, uh, your guys that can get after the quarterback and run sideline to sideline are not available. You're going against a quarterback that uh, can use his legs, can hurt you with his legs. Um, And and so that presents a huge problem. Now, if you have guys like Alex Wright and Isaiah Thomas, and if if you thought Isaiah Thomas was the basketball player, uh, sorry, we do have a guy named Isaiah Thomas who plays defensive end. I would not, (laughs) I don't begrudge you for not knowing that. But when you got names like that, Um, you know, trying to contain Mariota and trying to, you know, get after Cordell Patterson and, you know, stop him. It gives you a lot of pause when thinking what the game plan is going to be uh, from Joe Woods. He's going to have to mix up his game plan, bring some people, maybe be exotic a little bit and try to keep the uh, Falcons off, uh, you know, off schedule. But to me, that is definitely one of the areas that we're looking at the Browns defensive line and linebackers against that offense.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. I, I know Isaiah Thomas. I watched a little Oklahoma uh,
0: this
2: past year. So I know a little bit thing about him.
1: Well, and the other thing is, which Isaiah Thomas from the NBA would he be? It is crossover Thursday. Uh, we got locked on Falcons. We got locked on Browns. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, Aaron Freeman. Uh, you know, it's always good to do these episodes. It's kind of fun to sit down because you know. Browns and Falcons don't play a lot. Um, And and it's weird because there's few people that have been around with Locked On as long as Aaron and I are. Um, So it's, you know, when you play only once every four years to get to sit down and do this again. And so much has happened between these franchises in that period. So it's crazy to see the way it works out. We're going to get back to it here, get uh, down to a little bit of the matchups here and some things that, uh, you know, Aaron's looking forward to see. And of course, Garrett and I are looking forward to see Locked On Browns cross over Thursday. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, the NFL, MMA, boxing, and golf head to betonline.net or usual your to learn more bet online where the game starts.
2: Well, guys, it's crossover Thursday presented by prize picks. And of course, Aaron Freeman here, locked on Falcons, Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, locked on Browns. We're talking about this matchup. We've already talked a little bit about uh, some of the injuries affecting uh, this matchup for the Browns, especially the Falcons relatively healthy at this point in time in the season. And that, let's let's sort of kick things off there because I'm looking at this Brown's injury situation in their front seven. And I'm thinking, Hey, you know, let's let the Falcons feed Cordero Patterson, feed Mariota, just get this run game going. Let's see between these two teams, if they can kind of have a race to who can get the 200 yards rushing. Um, And, you know, whoever can get their fastest or, or or tack up the the most yards, you know, probably will be the team that can control this game and, and potentially, Uh, win this game so I'm looking at you know the Garrett injury the Clowney injury JOK potentially we already knew the Browns interior D line was not necessarily a strength of that football team even if they were fully healthy you did like the Falcons chances of being able to run the football uh, potentially down their throats in that regard and now you take out their two big time edge rushers and potentially you know their most dynamic linebacker And it feels like this is an opportunity for this Falcons running game to really put itself on the map this weekend.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I like what you said. A rush to 200 yards. Um, I think you got the, I think Cordero Patterson was number two in the league in rushing. I think Saquon Barkley is edging him by like two rushing yards. However, uh, you know, you still got number one, number three uh, in in the mix. And and obviously Kareem Hunt is going to touch the football a lot as well. I think this game is really going to come down to who can make enough plays in the passing game? Can Mariota hit uh, uh, Drake London? Can he find, find Kyle Pitts? Um, the Browns secondary has given up some yardage and has given up some big plays, especially in in opportune times. I look at the, the a matchup that is kind of um, outside of the trenches because I do agree with you. Um, that's an area that the Browns, I don't believe are the best at in this matchup, especially if Clowney and especially if uh, Miles Garrett doesn't play. However, when you look on the outside a receiver, you got Denzel Ward on Drake London. And obviously, um, you know, Denzel Ward is is used to be and, and traditionally was is a is a top 10 corner and playing like it. But you look at his PFF grades, they've slipped a little bit here in Cleveland people, but on him. Um, and what we want we need to this doesn't look like the Denzel Ward. We know. Now he still has talent for small sample size, and he still has the 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 ability to be that top 10 corner he just has to play up to his capabilities and stop giving up miss assignments but when you look at him and drake london um drake london is 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 a big receiver big body moves a little better than i thought coming out of the draft i thought he was more a little more stiff than he is but he's showing fluidity i i think he should between him and chris Olave, they look and Garrett wilson they they somewhat argue they look like the best uh you know rookies at at the position uh coming into this season. Uh I, I'm anxious to see if Denzel Ward will a follow him throughout the on, through the field or or lock on to him and say, hey, I got Drake London. This is what we're gonna do, right? Uh or will they just play regular regular coverage and wherever Drake London is, whoever to have him will have him. Um I'm interested to see um how Denzel Ward in this secondary plays against those big, big targets in Kyle Pitts and uh in Drake London.
2: Yes, um, I think that's a, a key matchup. You're right. Um, I know for at least for my eyes, traditionally, I I sort of like Denzel Ward a little bit more against those quicker, faster receivers than necessarily the bigger guys like Drake London. So I'm very curious to see if that lives up, uh, to the billing. Um, if you know Drake London can you sort of feast on, on on Denzel Ward, who's not off to the, the strongest start. Uh, similarly, you know, uh, AJ Terrell was not off to the strongest start in weeks one and two. Um. And, you know, this past week Aaron, just to jump
1: in real quick, and this is actually funny because 2018, obviously Denzel Ward was a rookie. And at the time it was TJ Carry. He played a really good game. Like Julio Jones had like 11 for like 110, but TJ Carey was with him the entire game. And now here we are. And, you know, you think Drake London, maybe not the athletic freak that Julio was. But now we're actually having the same conversation. You know, would it be Denzel Ward? But you're totally 100% correct. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you're 100% correct that this is really a matchup where the Browns are probably going to pass off from Denzel Ward.
2: Yeah. And, you know, talking about how A.J. Terrell played uh, this past weekend, um, you know, he shadowed D.K. Metcalf uh, this past weekend. And at least when, you know, he was in man coverage against D.K., really held him in check, held him basically two catches, on basically seven targets, had three pass breakups uh, in this in that game. Um, and that, that was sort of a, a bounce-back game for A.J. Tarot, uh, who had a little bit of a rough start, particularly when it came to some of those red zone plays against Michael Thomas and Allen Robinson in weeks one and two. And I'm very curious to see if the Falcons follow suit on that this weekend uh, against Amari Cooper, right. You know, who's come on really strong much to my chagrin because he's on my fantasy bench. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I kind of need Amari Cooper, you know? And so I'm, I'm sitting here hassling. Okay. Like, you know, AJ's coming off a really good game. You might keep Amari Cooper in check. So, you know, for selfish reasons, I, I'm wondering uh, <laughs> if he's going to be able to keep him uh, contained uh, for my fantasy football team. But I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup. And, and, you know, Amari Cooper is one of the best uh, receivers in, um, in the league uh and one of the best route runners in the league and you know at least if aj shows like what he showed in week three you know i I feel like that matchup between him and cooper favors the falcons at least relatively speaking a little bit more than maybe the potential ward matchup does uh in 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 favor of cleveland against drake London. what are your guys thoughts on that
1: i agree with you I agree with you there, Aaron. The thing is, is it's just not really Denzel. Denzel, it's a quick thing. It's a footwork thing. And look, at the end of the day, you know, you know, as guys who were around the game, covered the game, played the game, whatever it was, look, you know that there's certain calling cards you just don't have. Like, you just don't. You know, Martin Emerson um, is certainly a much better matchup for Drake London than Denzel Ward is. Greg Newsom is even a better matchup for Drake London than Denzel Ward is. And the other thing is if, you know, Drake London right now is basically the fire you're trying to put out. Denzel Ward, it's been a rough couple of weeks. I mean, you know, I know some people way up in arms. Look, I mean, look, anybody in the NFL can put together a bad month. It's the it's the toughest of the tough. It's just the way it goes. Sometimes guys just, you know, when he's on the injury report, I don't think it's much, but I think it's more just like a hey, you know, do what you got to do, get yourself ready, you know, for Sunday. And it's it, it certainly has been, you know, tough sledding, so to speak. For Denzel, um, you know, and, you know, Kyle Pitts certainly brings up another, you know, bag of issues as well, because the Browns historically have been bad against tight ends. They've been pretty oh. good against tight ends to this point um this season, but historically bad and questions about the linebacker position. And Garrett and, I, Garrett and I were speaking today. Look, if you're light on linebackers, um, which the Browns very well could be going into this game Sunday, Joe Woods loves his safeties. So, you know, you already played Grant but You already played John Johnson the third. You could see some Ronnie Harrison. Uh, Aaron, you could see former UGA Bulldog Richard LeCount get some reps this week because the Browns, you know, their safeties are more athletic than the linebackers, but the size differential isn't enough where you're going to, you know, change it. And, you know, you, you may want to look for something like that, too, from the Browns secondary this week because it's definitely going to be like, a you know, when your mom said, well, I got this ingredient, this ingredient, this <laughs> ingredient, and I'm going to make something for dinner tonight. And, you know, and she was always good. It always came out slamming, as we all know. Uh, but it was definitely a little different or off the cuff. The thing I have, and look, you know, as far as Grady Jarrett, um, and anybody that listens to Lockdown Browns, like we have tried to put this guy in a Cleveland for a million stinking years, just a really, really solid player. Um, he's totally happy where he is. And it's almost similar to Joe Thomas in that. Like, I don't want to leave here. I, I like where I'm at. This is perfect for me. I'm getting the money I would get anywhere else. So no, I'd rather not go anywhere else. As far as the Browns' offensive line and their running game, because, you know, Aaron, look, the running games you have seen to this point are not the running game you're going to see this week. You know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, this offensive line, whatever, you know, transitions they have to make or guys they have to move in and out, it just continuously seems to work for this offense as far as the running game keeping their cohesion.
2: Yeah, that's the thing I'm, I'm most worried about against this Browns team, it's just them just running it down the Falcons' throat. And if the Falcons do have that passing game advantage uh, where they can get the ball to their playmakers like Drake London and like Kyle Pitts, you can keep that offense on the sideline by basically Nick Chubb just, you know, running through uh, what has been a relatively soft front for the Falcons run defense so far this season. So, uh, you know, I know many of Falcon fans certainly have been following Nick Chubb's career closely just from the georgia ties and certainly the last time we played the browns he has a a couple of big highlight reel runs in that game and so i think that's the thing that's sort of in the back of most falcon fans minds when they look at this matchup so as i said earlier you know it it could be a race to 200 yards on the ground for both of these teams
0: totally agree totally agree um I, i think this is a fun game because you know the there's a lot of unknowns here, right? And and we they basically we are the last one o'clock game. Like they got the 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 D team, <laughs> they got the F uh, broadcasting team on on this one. We all not who's who's calling the game? So it, Tiki's you know, in the house. <laughs> Tiki Barber is in the house. In the, well, it's good though. At least we got somebody who's good running backs to talk about a lot of running. So, you know, you know, this is for the diehards, you know, they're going to show this in two markets in Cleveland and Atlanta. So <laughs> if you're outside of the market, I'm sorry, you're not going to get much, but um, I'm interested to see how it goes. Cause this is a, this is a throwback game. This reminds me of 80 style football where it's runs and, and a few play actions. And then we'll see whose right back is better.
2: Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I think that sort of matchup, you know, could make it for some interesting uh, final scores as, as we continue. Uh, today's crossover Thursday presented by prize picks here with lockdown Falcons and lockdown Browns. And we'll wrap you guys up, you know, give you sort of the final lowdown as we head into this weekend's matchup. Uh, but before we get there, you know, the internet can be the place for Epic fails, you know, maybe that's getting stiff armed to death by Nick Chubb or, or maybe getting mossed by uh, Kyle Pitts. Uh, But you don't want your Epic fails uh, to go plastered all over the internet, like such as, you know, you're, getting down on one knee uh, to that significant other in front of 20,000 people. And she says, no, or, you know, you're on a boat somewhere and uh, you know, that ring slips off someone's finger and, and winds up in the water. You you don't want to see yourself go viral for the wrong reasons. And while there's no insurance to prevent that special someone from saying no to you, there is protection to keep that wi- ring from winding up in the wrong place. And people at bright, cold jewelry and watch watch insurance uh, will make sure that you get the replacement For the full value of your ring, it only takes a few minutes, it's $5 a month uh, to make sure that no matter if your uh, jewelry is lost, it's stolen, or you just can't figure out what happened to it, uh, you have it covered. Just go to bright.co slash locked on. It's the fastest, easiest, and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business. Again, that's bright, B-R-I-T-E
0: dot C-O slash locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL crossover. This week, uh, Atlanta Falcons versus the Cleveland Browns. And obviously, it must be a Thursday, a crossover Thursday uh, here on the Locked On um, Podcast Networks. This is, of course, sponsored by PrizePix, PrizePix PrizePicks.com. And definitely check that out uh, at your own leisure. Guys, we talked about uh, the matchups. We talked about, uh, you know, a few key places that we think each other could give uh, each other a little bit of problems. Now it's time to get to our final thoughts and, and kind of overarching themes to this game. Um, for me, guys, I, I look at it in terms of co- the quarterbacks. I, we have, we talked about them a little bit, but both guys, journeymen, so to speak, both guys played for other teams. Both guys bounced around the league a little bit and both guys looking for a, a you know, a, a re, uh, resurgence in their career. Um, you, you look at it from Marcus Mariota, and uh, you look at Jacoby Brissett. Jac- Jacoby Brissett has played very well the last two games. Uh, and here in Cleveland, people are like kind of surprised like, hey, what the heck is Jacoby Brissett doing? Now? This-, this isn't the guy we thought he was going to be. Um, so he's a guy who now we talked about earlier, uh, earlier in a couple of our shows, um, Aaron. Me and Jeff are like, we thought the defense was going to be the-, the-, the calling card for this team with Miles Garrett and some of those big name people. And now all of a sudden, you might be asking Jacoby Brissett to hold you down for a little bit, give you, you put some points on the board. So for me, it's going to come down in, in the running games to me could be a wash. Um, it could be, you know, Hey, they're going to get some yards on the ground. We're going to rack up some girls on the ground. It's going to come down to Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota, when you need a third down conversion, when you need to put the game away with maybe a couple throws at the end, which one of those guys do you have capabilities that you you have you know confidence in that's going to be able to make those throws if they are backup level quarterbacks with both which both of them are? And I think it comes down to that eventually. your thoughts, Aaron.
2: Yeah, I don't think Falcon fans want to hear you say that because the last time the Falcons faced Jacoby Brissett back in 2019 when he was with the Colts, he absolutely cooked the Falcons' defense in that game. I think he completed like 75% of his passes. He had over 300 yards receiving two touchdowns in that game. Uh, and basically the Falcons made it so easy for Jacoby Brissett to look like, oh, this guy's a, a real start. This is not a backup. This is a real starter the last time he faced him. So I don't think Falcon fans want to see a repeat of that. And so if it comes down to – Jacoby Brissett, at least with the lasting memory he's made to Falcon fans' eyes. And then Marcus Mariota, which is the memories that he has made in, in Falcons fans' eyes these past three weeks. As I said earlier, he's been solid this year, but it's been up and down. It's, it's been a roller coaster. You get some of these very untimely turnovers, fumbles, interceptions, late in games. Uh, and if, if that continues this weekend, that does not bode particularly well for the Falcons if it's going to come down to, hey, this guy needs to make a play in the fourth quarter in order for this football team uh, to win the game. That hasn't necessarily been the case uh, in these first three games for the Falcons. Uh, and so that is not necessarily a promising sign. So I'm hoping it's just a Nick Chubb versus Cordero Patterson duel. Uh, and and ultimately Cordero Patterson will be the guy that can the Falcons can lean on to, to get them the W on Sunday.
1: Well, it's kind of funny you said that because, you know, week two, a lot of people were saying, hey, as long as Joe Flacco doesn't beat us, I think we're going to be all right. Um, but you give a man enough time, you know, and how it's going to work out. I think for the Browns, the key thing this week is, is I think the Browns kind of can kind of have a little bit of a rallying cry moment, you know, with everything and as nervous as everybody was with Miles and understanding the tension right now. Look, I mean, you know, we haven't even mentioned his name, but the Browns are about to get one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL to this team in December but you're talking about guys that are bridging the gap. And now that you're two and one and you smell the chance that maybe you could be three in one, which is going to give you another week on top of the AFC North, you know, is this team going to be able to rally around this and say, look, you know, and keeping also in mind that you look at the charger game, the Patriot game, and maybe they're not as daunting as they once looked, you know, four or five weeks ago. So for the Browns here, it's, you know, if you want some team just, you know continue feeling legitimate about this current product, go out there and get this one. And there also is the factor of all this stuff that maybe trying to rally around the fact that Miles Garrett won't play, trying to cover your superstar. But there's also, there's a lot of guys on this Browns team who have some pretty good ties to this area, you know, from the South, you know, whether it's Nick Chubb, whether it's LeCount, you know, there's plenty of players here, you know, the LSU ties, you only get one trip every couple of years to go near the area where you're from so you want to go show out. So there's a lot on the Browns. and would certainly be disappointing if this team you know, went in there and at least didn't give a great showing. You lose, you lose. Sometimes you lose. That's the way it is. But if they went in there with all of these factors equated into it and, and didn't go in there with a strong showing, yes, and a lot of people would be really concerned about this product over the next eight weeks.
2: Yeah. It's a similar story with the Falcons. Obviously, you know, I know the Browns kind of went into the season until all the sort of suspension stuff with sort of playoff aspirations and, and they see themselves as a playoff team. And as Garrett mentioned earlier, you know, the Falcons are in the midst of a rebuild, but you know, they're looking at some things coming up. Like, you know, I I talked about this yesterday on on locked on Falcons where like you asked me a month ago, I would have sat here and said, there's no chance that the Falcons are going to be able to uh, beat a team like Tampa Bay in week five or San Francisco Mm -hmm. in week six or Cincinnati in week seven. And now we sit here and we go, Hey, look, those games look a lot more winnable today than they did a month ago. And you know, if, if you're, if you're a Falcon fan, you're, you're kind of looking at this thing where, okay, well, if we're, we have any, you know, not mm-hmm. to look ahead to the, the next matchups, but if this team is, is a legitimate team, you know, and a team that can really be competitive week in and week out, as they've shown these last couple of games, you know, this is kind of a, a game, I won't say a must win or anything like that, but you expect this team to be able to take care of business against uh, a, a down Browns team that's a little beat up, that, you know, some of your strengths as a, as a running football team you know, match up pretty favorably against their weaknesses, at least heading into this week due to the injuries and you're at home and, and you want to build that sort of home field advantage where the Falcons, since they moved in to Mercedes Benz stadium, you know, from the Georgia dome, just really haven't had that same home field advantage. Uh, and so I, I, you know, again, not a must win, but certainly a game where you feel pretty good that a, you know, the Falcons have a golden opportunity to really take care of business,
0: uh, on Sunday. You know, I think it's going to be one of those things where you just mentioned, you'll find out on Sunday. We'll know a lot more about each of these teams on Sunday um, because, like you said, you know, if the Falcons want to be known as a team that that is taking that step, making those strides, you think that you can win this game at home. You got it at home. There's no Miles Garrett. Um, you got Amari Cooper, but, you know, you're not really worried about any of the secondary guys. No Jadavian Clowney in, in the defensive line room. Was already kind of banged up, and they and they did, they were kind of soft in the middle anyway. Linebackers are gone, so you feel like you can run the football. And when you're at home, coming off a win, this is a game that, as a as a Falcons fan, you say, "All right, well, this is a barometer. Let's see, let's see how real you guys are." Same thing for the Browns. Adversity hits, adversity strikes. You got a lot of players down. This is going to be a game that you see exactly what your team is. Because great teams, when I always talk about it is when when you watch the Patriots and the consistent teams like the Ravens or the consistent teams like the Chiefs, they always seem to find a way to get it done no matter who's out. They can continue to find a way to score points and stop people. And I think this is going to really show you whether or not the Browns are truly, truly, truly a contender if they can win through some of this adversity and, and different things like that. Jeff, go ahead and uh, wrap us up, man. Um, And one other thing is, you know,
1: you look at the Browns, you two and one. You look at the Falcons, one and two. Aaron, anybody think the Seattle Seahawks are going to the playoffs? Nope. Browns fans, anybody think that the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Carolina Panthers are going to the playoffs? So your records are your records, but you know, you haven't really truly played anybody just yet, but you try to stack together those wins, you know, just put it together. And the one thing that both these teams have done consistently at this point is score points. And you know what? You score points, sometimes things will bounce back into your favor. Aaron Freeman, host of Lockdown Falcons. Uh Aaron's been with the network forever. Like me, he's a lifer. You know, we got our own separate lockers. They're old now. We actually get new master locks <laughs> like they just wore out from rust over the years. Um Garrett Bush, uh, part of locked on Browns. Garrett's been a, a great addition. I, I can't say enough good things about him in the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And Aaron locked on Atlanta, correct? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so, um, for us, you know, the, the Browns fans, Garrett's show, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Aaron is part of the Atlanta show, very similar, always talking all the topics. I'm going to be nice to Aaron. We're not even going to talk about Braves, Mets this weekend. There's enough here with just Browns Falcons. We're just going to let all that just marinate marinate we'll see where we're at after the weekend um it's always pleasure to sit down and do these because you know we, you know we have a big network here we don't get to sit down everybody you know, with everybody and talk as much as we would love to because and the other thing is we all have lives and you know and a bunch of other things we got to do uh, so we're looking forward to this so falcons uh browns sunday in atlanta mercedes uh mercedes-benz uh stadium as aaron said you know For everybody in the area, surrounding areas, weather-wise, you know, fingers crossed, hope everything works out for everybody. Um, You know, we're not trying to, you know, downplay anything, but, you know, we do have a job to do, and there will be a game played Sunday. You know, we got to do our job and talk about it here. Browns, Falcons, a lot of names, a lot of good players. We'll see the way it all plays out. It's always a pleasure to do these crossovers. Locked on NFL crossover. Locked on Falcons. Locked on Browns. We appreciate everybody for being along for the ride today.